Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Okay, so Roland, we are here for a uh, another glorious episode of the CareCast podcast. Yes, delighted indeed. to be with you in a in a time of social yes. distancing and all yes. that fun stuff. And we are, we, we are, we're, we're, yeah, we're doing it. We're socially distanced, although we're not wearing masks because <laughs> it's hard to kind of. You th- can't talk with a mask on. I have my yes. mask here. It's well, in Batman, who oh, does Batman do it? Well, Batman's mouth is not covered. That's true. And well, he, what about Spider Man? And he has an, a microphone. Yeah, that's true. Spider Man. He does. He has his mouth is covered at all times. Well, therefore, we should be wearing Spider-Man masks. I think that that's what we just determined. I actually have a couple Spider-Man masks at my house. Okay, well, it's not in my budget. Yeah, my family budget. But <laughs> that's right. Well, maybe uh, next time bring those. It's so in the Halloween can... costume budget, I think, <laughs> uh, or maybe that's the superhero budget. Uh. Um, we have to hide those kinds of things from the accountants, I guess. Anyway, yeah. So, Roland, you came across a, a really sort of sobering article um, in the Washington Times. Uh, that you sent to me, and the headline of that is Social and Economic Implications, U.S. Marriage Rate Falls to Lowest Level in 120 Years. So yeah. so for anyone, for folks like us yeah. who have been in this for a long time, who understand you know, the, the socioeconomic, psychological, emotional, and spiritual benefits of marriage, right. this is a total shocker to us. All we need to do is read the headlines and we're the headline, that headline, and we're like, oh my goodness, this is this is bad news. But for folks who might not have a full understanding of that, it's it's worth spending a little bit of time talking about it, and also what the implications for the abortion issue uh, will likely be as a result of this stat. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, and and it's interesting that you this was not a he- a major headline. Lots of different places. Mm-hmm. Now m- maybe that some of that's connected to the coronavirus and things of that nature. Although we do figure out have opportunities to talk about other things, right? Well, sure. uh, and it's not on every page. Uh, but the the fact that it, it wasn't front page news news on uh, some other publications right. is pretty uh, telling yeah, uh, is. in a lot of ways. And yeah, it concerned me greatly for a number of reasons. As you know, uh, both of us uh, started uh, got connected, if you will, mm-hmm. um, through National Fatherhood Initiative, right. where we talked a lot about not just fatherhood and the mm-hmm. fact that people want to involve fathers and how the benefits of father involvement and the risks uh, and, and challenges with uh, father absence for children. Mm-hmm. But we also saw, when you look at the data, that father involvement is very connected to marriage. Mm-hmm. So if you want high levels of father involvement, then you're likely to have that mm-hmm. when there's high levels of marriage. Exactly. And the best societal glue to connect fathers to their kids heart to heart is to have fathers being connected to their mothers right. of their kids heart to heart in marriage. Yeah. And we, so, I always used to get a kick out of the people that would say, well, it, you know, it's, you know, father involvement is good. And, and even though there's, you know, and, and it's not really, the, it's not really marriage itself yeah. That is the benefit to kid. It's just the father involvement. But it's like if the only way to reliably get high levels of father involvement is through marriage, then that means that marriage is right. good for Absolutely. father involvement. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want to try to like figure out a way to have fathers involved in the lives of yeah. their kids without marriage because they just have. There's a certain sector of our population that just has this aversion to the M word of marriage. So yeah. they want to basically they they. It's like they. They're so double-minded about it because they see that there are so many benefits to marriage, yes. but they want to try to have children in society enjoy those benefits without 
actual marriage. Yes. So let's have the benefits of marriage without marriage. Yeah. And our society has been trying to figure out how to do that for the last 50 years and has failed miserably. Oh, absolutely. It's like trying to bake a cake without putting all the ingredients in and then being frustrated that the cake doesn't taste the way. I mean, you can't just put the batter in after you bake the cake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know (laughs) know what I mean? Or you can't put any certain ingredient of the batter in after you bake the cake and just sprinkle around. Well, all the ingredients are here. Why doesn't it taste like a cake? Right, right, right. No, it's it's that process. And that's what marriage is. It's a process. Mm -hmm. There's an order to things uh, that has an enormous impact. And the data shows that overwhelmingly the kids do better across every societal measurement of child well-being yep. when they have two married parents. They're two yep. married parents. They're two biological married parents. Uh, they tend to do better across all those things. So yep. for, for I was also like you, always kind of frustrated with people who wanted to de-link uh, a fatherhood from uh, from marriage and, and want the same outcomes. I used to use this sort of equation. I, had, I called it... Um, participation equals motivation plus location. I used to do that all the time and say, you want high levels of father participation. Well, if you want that, Mm -hmm. there are two variables. Mm -hmm. One is motivation, in other words, skills. Mm -hmm. So you have to be skilled. He has to be a skill. Or desire, right. Right, exactly, which is, and you have more desire to do things that you're skilled. Right, yeah, absolutely. So if if I was, you know, had a lot of skill around golf, I'd have a desire to play it. If I don't have a lot of skill around golf, as I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have a desire to play it. Mm -hmm. So that's great. We want to focus on making sure that father has the skills because that's linked to his desire and that, mm-hmm. that connection between those two. Mm-hmm. But if there, if I, if I had tremendous skills, but there are no golf courses, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get me playing a lot of golf. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the location, right, 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 exactly, is not there. Yeah. Well, marriage is the location. So mm-hmm. putting the father in the home mm-hmm. with the mother, mm-hmm. long term in a high quality, low conflict, godly marriage, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. It, it adds the location to the motivation, and you get higher uh, mm-hmm. participation as a result. Yeah, so yeah. to me, it just makes so much sense. Yeah. And 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 certainly from that perspective, it's one of these things that's really troubling the fact that our culture is not seeing this, and yeah. un- unfortunately, our, our kids mm-hmm. are playing the paying the price for this. And that's the key ingredient here, which is that I mean, if if marriage rates were down, but people weren't having kids, then it wouldn't be as big of a deal. There yeah. would probably still be some issues there just around how marriage tends to civilize yeah. adults, so to speak. I'm putting air quotes around civilized, but it helps adults sort of control uh, and, and modulate their behavior. It's an yeah. institution that does that. So it's it's good in and of itself for, for adults. But, you know, if pe- folks weren't having kids and they were not getting married, it would be, okay, you know, this might not be great, but it's not a disaster. But the fact is, people are still having children even though they're not getting married. Right. The out-of-wedlock child birth rate continues to climb. Yep. I think over one-third of all births now, it's around 35% or so, are to unmarried parents. Right. And so there are kids growing up in father-absent father absent unmarried homes, and they're paying the price. In fact, the Brookings Institution, which is... No, you know, it's not a right wing Christian uh, organization by any stretch of the the imagination. Uh, They're quoted in this Washington Times Times article by saying there are clear and uncontroversial reasons why two parents are better than one time, money and energy, energy to name just three. And there while there has been a decline in the chances of middle class children having two parents in the household, the starker divide is in marriage rates. Yep. 
and that's really it. Yeah. And I and I talk to that a lot because you know I'm I'm black, right? right. All, all day, you know, I'm black, twenty four seven. It's not just the lighting. I mean, this, I, I wake up every morning and I'm like, whoa, again, <laughs> you know. Right. So yeah. and and so particularly in the black community where yeah. we've seen just the, the marriage rate, you know, fall off a cliff. Um, that's one of the points that I've really tried to stress quite a bit. This whole notion around the culture and having a culture that supports that, and and the reason why, you know, when you look at some of the most intractable social ills and why they're often disproportionately, you know, in the black community, mm-hmm. there's no question that these things are tied to marriage rates. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. and and because the marriage rate is tied to the father involvement rates, tied tied to economic issues and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. so, trying to solve those intractable social ills without this very important institution mm-hmm. is, is is really important. Yeah, you know, and and you know, and I I grew up with a single mother. I understand that world well, um, and I know how difficult that is for mothers and for children. And and I talk to a lot of single mothers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've never heard from a single mother, I've never heard her say, "Listen, my hope and my desire is for my daughter to be a single mother." Mm-hmm. I've, I've never heard one say that. In fact, I introduce her to every shiftless guy I meet in order that he will in hopes that he'll get her pregnant and move on. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, exactly. I've I've never heard that yeah. of perspective so most women who are single mothers are single mothers by chance not by choice right right not and and so we really need to be talking about yeah. uh, the importance of a marriage culture yeah absolutely yeah and it, it was interesting looking at the, the article and you know kind of uh some of the comments and things like that and just things that we've heard over the years in terms of the reasons that younger young men and women are giving for not wanting to get married and there's yeah. just so i mean there's so many things out there i mean you you kind of have sort of the, the men's rights and father's rights mm-hmm. uh, faction of yeah. guys that are basically saying like marriage is essentially a trap for men that, uh, you know, eventually is just going to force you to give up all your rights to your of to your children and, you know, all your money to your ex-wife and all this other right. stuff because the divorce courts are stacked against men. So there's basically this, this fairly vocal group of men, I don't know how big it is, basically saying like men should never get married because it will destroy you essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then there are, uh, in one of the popular ref- refrains you sort of hear from the, the female, the, the, the women's side of this is that there are just fewer marriageable men. Right. You know, especially in, in the lower, lower class, lower economic class, uh, men are unemployed or underemployed. They don't have the ability to support women financially in the way that they used to. And so women are like, I'm just better off doing this on my own. So yeah. why get married? And right. so the economic incentive in a lot of ways is, has diminished pretty significantly over the last several years, but it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy because then you become a single mother and then you and your children are actually more likely to live in poverty. And yep. then, and then your children are more likely to become single parents and live in poverty, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So it's just this cycle that just never gets broken because you have this idea, this attitude that it's just not worth it economically for me to get married. Yeah. And it doesn't really work that way. And but yet we're still having the children. Right, we're still so, having the kids, which you know. Right. So we so we don't we don't think about that. We don't think about the basket that we're putting the eggs in, so to speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're saying well, you know, it doesn't matter if this basket is is frayed, is is, is woven well together or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. children are fragile mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. regard. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we need to consider the basket and God has the design. That's the reason why you know, right. he, the institution of marriage um, is, is so God ordained because God is concerned about the basket that the eggs go in. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so the, the father and the mother knitted together. 
is 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 God's design, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why we talk about that quite a bit in terms of what we do. And the other thing is, you know, just the this whole notion around you know living together and cohabitation, I, cohabiting rather, you know, and and you hear people say, well, it's the same as marriage, you know, it's no different. Well, then if it's the same as marriage, then why don't you marry? Mm-hmm. Well, because right. you, you know it actually is not the same yeah. as marriage. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah. reason why. In fact, it takes a level of commitment. Mm-hmm. It takes a level of commitment uh, in marriage uh, that you don't have in cohabiting. In fact, one of the things right. you know that we've done often is that you know uh, I talk about this you know sort of a, a, a defining the relationship. You know the DTR, mm-hmm. right? With cohabiting versus marriage, mm, yeah. And there's a series of questions that you can ask yourself if you're mm. in a relationship, and if you're married, you answer them. They, frankly, the boxes are already checked. Yeah, the if you're are very clear, very clear. For example, should I be having sex with other people right. if I'm married? Well, got a box there. No. Mm. If I'm cohabiting, well, mm. should I save for my partner's college right. or retirement? Right. Should I? I mean, you yeah. just go down the list. We should actually republish that list on our blog. Yeah. yeah. Should, should, should I delay? Should I delay my education so that so that my my partner can move forward? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're cohabiting, I mean, that would be like silly for what? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Why, why yeah. would you even do that? Unless, of course, you're planning to get married. Oh, <laughs> right? exactly. then that's different. But I think so, there's a yeah. I had, yeah a list of I don't know 16, 20 yeah, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. that if you answer these questions and yeah. you and you can see very very quickly that yeah. marriage and cohabiting are not the same thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not even close yeah that marriage requires a level of commitment and as a, and as a result of that commitment it has a level of stability yes and that stability is critically important yeah, yeah. for guess who for children, children. yes yeah. for children yeah. and also frankly for spouses as well really that's true that, that kind of thing yeah and um uh yeah it, it's it's an institution and, and i actually we can link to this piece as well um uh, that I wrote for our blog about the nuclear family. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so another notion that our culture has gotten into its head over the last couple decades is that, well, we don't necessarily need, like, the nuclear family Yeah. Um, as long as there's kind of the extended family in the community. And what people don't really realize when they make that analogy is that you actually can't have the extended family and the community without the nucleus. Yeah. Like, those outer things on kind of that outer rim or that outer sphere literally cannot exist without the nucleus. So without marriage, those other things are much less likely to have any sort of impact or effect or frankly even exist yeah. without the marriage being there. And yeah. I've just seen this in my own and life. You look, and you look at the science of that, right. like the science of that when you're talking about the atom, right, in terms of right. what happens. Right, there. yeah. I mean, if the, without the nucleus, and, and I don't remember all the, the science of it. I, I think I got, I was like a B science student. I, <laughs> I wasn't an A science student, so I don't remember all the details. But but yeah, there's like strong forces and weak forces exactly. and things like that. And the protons and electrons have like weak, have strong forces and that's like, and it holds That's the nucleus, and it holds everything else that 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 sort of uh, sort of revolves around, around it. it. It holds all those things in that orbit. Yes. So if you take this quote strong force out, marriage. Yes. yes. Like all that other stuff just drifts off. It literally just drifts off. It absolutely, it absolutely does. Yeah. And and that's why I think it's such a powerful analogy, mm-hmm. right? Because we're saying, well, let's put all these other things a- around it in mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. but it. Those things only stay connected mm-hmm. because you have that nucleus. Right. Now, right. I can say that as a kid growing up in a father absent home, yeah. um, when I look at the connections that I have with my father's side of the family, mm-hmm. cousins, all that support system, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. versus what I have to my mother's side. So what ends up happening typically mm-hmm. in situations where kids growing up without a dad um, is that that side of the family tree mm-hmm. basically 
doesn't exist. It's like cutting the branches off. Cutting the branches. So think about a tree. If you were to say, okay, we're going to cut off half of the leaves, that whole side of the tree. How well do you think that that tree is going to thrive? Mm-hmm. Right, right. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, That's yeah. what's happening. If all the leaves are dead on one side of the mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. If you looked at a tree that way, what would you say? You say, "My gosh, there's something wrong with that tree." There's something wrong with that tree. It's mm-hmm. not healthy. It's not now, whole. It's not whole. We, mm-hmm. we, we need to figure out how we can help the other side of this tree thrive. Well, that's what happens, and that's what marriage basically does. It links those two sides mm-hmm. of the tree, the mm-hmm. mother's family tree, the father's family tree, mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. which also provides a support system mm-hmm. to hold that, that the stability for the, for the child yeah. in terms of going forward. There's a design here in science. There's a design in nature, and certainly it's a design from God's perspective. So we should be very concerned yeah. about this stat and yes. this data, and we shouldn't just say, oh, well, you know, it, it, it's just the way things are. Yeah, yeah, or because yeah. it's too hard, we shouldn't work on it. Right, right. We yeah. should say, my gosh, we need to be concerned here and yeah. we need to do more to build high quality, low conflict, and ideally godly marriages in our culture. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we'll say, just in terms of the connection to the abortion yeah, rate, is that we know 86% of the women that have abortions are unmarried. Mm-hmm. And so what, you, what, what I tell people all the time, if you're focused on the sanctity of life and you're not uh, focused on the sanctity of marriage and family, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Because if you don't strengthen marriage mm-hmm. in communities, you're not going to be able to protect children from no. abortion. No. Because most women who are considering abortion are unmarried. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why they're considering abortion mm-hmm. is why. They, 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 they don't have the support of the father of the child. Exactly. We hear it again and again, yep. not just our data, Guttmacher's data, and just common sense. Yes. And so many women that we know when we that we know from the work that we do who are considering abortion, talking to pregnancy uh, centers, uh, or talking to our pregnancy decision line again and again and again and again. Guess who comes up? It's the father of the child as to why she's more at risk for abortion. And by the way, that's exactly what we found in our national survey when we surveyed women and we asked them who was the most influential in your decision to abort. Guess who it was? Father the, father, the, the father of the child. So when you have a guy who says, listen, I know this is an unplanned pregnancy. I know we weren't expecting this or whatever, but how about this? How about we build a family? How about I be a husband to you and a father to our child growing inside of you? A woman who has that kind of assurance, mm-hmm. that woman is much less likely to have an abortion. And therefore, we should be trying to help men step into that role mm-hmm. and do that mm-hmm. in a way that's credible and responsible and long lasting right, and building absolutely. not just save, it's not just about saving the baby. It's about raising a child. Mm-hmm. It's not just about the sanctity of life, mm-hmm. but it's also the, about the sanctity of marriage and family as God designed it. And that's what we focus on at CareNet. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's a great place to to close things out. And we have a lot of great resources about marriage and family on our website uh, because we really do believe that there is that link between the sanctity of life and the sanctity of marriage and the family. And so we talk about both of those things in equal measure um, on our blog and have resources uh, addressing both of those things. And that's what the pro-abundant life. That's right. That's the distinction between the pro-abundant life Mm -hmm. perspective and a pro-life perspective. Pro-abundant life talks about God's design for family Mm -hmm. and God's call to discipleship. That's right. Yes. Those two things together, together. the two pillars mm-hmm. that hold up that roof, which is pro-abundant life Absolutely. based on John 10, 10. Yep, that is correct. So, yeah, go to care-net.org. Well, there's a couple places you can go. So if you go to our homepage and click on the menu, there's a free resources uh, link there which where you can get a lot of these great resources. And then if you just go to care-net.org slash abundant, uh, you'll see a video that Roland did about the pro-abundant life perspective. So we encourage you to check those resources out. All right. Thanks All right, a lot. Thanks, Roland. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. 
There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.